Welcome to Wind Down with Kev, a weekly podcast with Kevin Spann, the insurance guru. Each week, listen to Kevin discuss current hot topics with community leaders, business owners, and more. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Abraham Kevin Spann, Kevin Spann, the insurance guru, coming to you with Wind Down with Kev, episode number six. Uh, my guest this evening is a very, very special brother, very special young man. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, but before I let him speak to my audience, I got to ask him the question that I ask every guest before we get started, and that question always is, Carlos, what's in your glass? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, tonight, well, when I'm home, chilling, you know, relaxing, it's usually, it's usually the black navel, but, you know, for special occasions, I, I pull out the top shelf, I went, I, you know, upgraded a little bit, and tonight I'm, I'm rocking with the blue. The blue label. Okay, okay. Yeah. So this is this is real. We can, you can already see that there's levels to this. I'm I'm, I'm real that's soft tonight. I got some just zipping down a little white wine. Not nothing major. That's grown. That's it's grown. different. It's, that's that's grown. grown. It's different. It's okay. Chill, relax. Yeah, you chilling. It matches the shirt color. Let's, okay, that's that's a good look. All right. <laughs> well, let's toast. Let's get this party started. One glass of the Zoom camera. Yes, sir. To you. To you. To us, the brothers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and get this party started. Again, my name is Kevin Spani, Insurance Guru. My guest this evening is Carlos, Carlos Salinas. Carlos, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to the people. I'm going to let you tell them who you are, what you do, and then we're just going to kick it from there and go forward. So introduce yourself to the people that's going to be listening to this on Spotify, watching it on IG, watching it on okay. YouTube and every place else. Tell them who you are. Hello, my name is Carlos Salinas. Um, I'm a real estate expert in Long Island, New York. Uh, born and raised in Harlem. I uh, spent a majority of my life uptown. Uh, city boy through and through. Uh, that, 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 that'll never be taken away from me. Uh, only Spanish kid on my block. It's just how it happens, you know, when you live, when you live uptown. Uh, and, you know, right now I'm in a good place and living out in Suffolk, Long Island. Got my wife, got my, you know, my little piece of property, got my little dog, and I'm just, I'm in a good place right now. That, that's, that's a beautiful thing. So before we go any further, uh, congratulations on the wife. I see that you're newlywed. Uh, tell yes, me, sir. Tell me about that. When did you get married? <laughs> I got married last year, uh, April 20th in Miami. Wedding was amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, right on Ocean Drive, uh, the Betsy Hotel. It was something that, you know, we, my wife is the complete polar opposite. She is, she is an amazing sister. She is, um, she makes me want to be better. She's not what I, she's not what I wanted. She's what I needed in order to become a grown ass man. And I think, and I, I don't know, she may be listening. Hopefully she'll pay, you know, she'll tool in, but, um, she knows the debt of gratitude that I have, uh, for for allowing me to become who I am today, essentially. So I, I owe everything to her. And that's my that's my rock right there. That's my woman. That that's a beautiful thing, man. Uh this what we do here when we talk, um, we could talk insurance and real estate all the time. That's easy. But what I 100%. like to do is just to kick it, let people know you. Uh hopefully people like you and then they'll do business with you. But the way you talk about <laughs> your wife that's everything, brother. That, that's everything. When you, do, when you describe your wife 
like the queen that she is, it sends a 100%. message to the rest of the world that you 100%. are that grown man that you speak of. So congratulations to you and I appreciate your queens. That. Congratulations that y'all got married last yeah, year man. instead of this year. And I'm glad y'all did it big in, um, in Miami <laughs> style. So was this like a destination wedding? Did you have half of New York come down to She's but, well, yeah, all, everyone, everyone flew down to Miami for, you know, the ceremony. We had a blast. We were on Miami Beach. I, I can't say enough of what and how we decided to do it. My wife is originally from Miami. We okay. met in New York. Um, we both worked maybe four to five blocks away from each other when I was working for a not-for-profit in the city before I decided to move out here and start my business. So uh, called her at Starbucks you know, told her, listen, I saw, I was like, listen, you know, cause you know, at Starbucks, every time you order a drink, they call out your name. I said, listen, exactly. I'm gonna order 50 lattes in your name. If you don't give me, if you don't give me your number, <laughs> you must be crazy. You must be crazy. I said, listen, I think you are beautiful. And I would want to know you, you know, next thing you know, the rest is history. So that's oh my, my queen, God. man. We, I like, I like to have a good time. I like to joke. I like to laugh. That you know, for the majority, um, I'm like take things too serious. But you know, when it comes to you know things that I want, determination, I'm, I'm headstrong. So yeah, man, that's me. That's that's a beautiful thing. We call that uptown kicking it. So I'm, 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 I'm looking at you now. I'm very familiar with with uptown. I'm familiar with Spanish Harlem. I'm familiar with crossing 110 Street. There you Street. go. Um, I know no. Harlem all the way up to Dykeman, so from, mm -hmm. from the bottom to the top through Washington Heights, I know how Harlem works. But then I'm looking at this beautiful background picture you got back there, the, the sunlight, that beautiful, oh, oh, I think oh. that's an oak tree back there, so life is good. Kev, you, you're scaring me right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> when I so, moved out here, I didn't know what, what was what until somebody had to point out, man, that's a maple, that's an oak. I said, man, those look like trees. I don't know. What you know how to differentiate anything? If you know it's tall and it got leaves, man, that's a tree. That, that that's but a I, tree. Yeah, I learned I learned very very quickly how things are so different in in the suburbs. So yeah, man. Well, well, you'll learn. You'll spend some more time out here. My my mom is born and raised in Harlem. My dad is a country boy from South Carolina. There you go. They okay. moved out here. I'm born and raised in Long Island, but we always took uh -huh. those trips back uptown to spend time. Mm -hmm with the family. So let's talk a little bit about your, your journey. You already mentioned that you grew up in Harlem. I know yes, a sir. party of your journey that brought you to Long Island probably was CW Post. Let's talk about 100%. that a little bit. Uh, I was in the city for, I was a tw I was 25 year old freshman. So when they say, you know, it's never too late to go back, legitimately, it's never too late to go back. Um, I was at a dead end job. Uh, I didn't know I knew I didn't want to be this, that person that I was at that place. And, um, you know, I guess one day I was, you know, sitting on the roof with my boys, you know, having a few drinks. We were just talking and I just had an epiphany. I said, listen, brothers, I can't be here no more, man. This is, this is too, this is not me. I need more. Nice. So, you know, the next day, legitimately the next day I ended up, you know, headstrong, just searching colleges along the East coast. And, you know, I started to apply to every school that I could really get my hands on because at the time I was doing, you know, a little bit of junior college, not knowing that that junior college would save my life because, you know, you want to make moms happy. You know, oh, I'm going to school. I'm, I'm, I'm involved. Trust me, I'm going to get my degree, you know, slowly but surely. People still with firecrackers. I apologize. Yeah, no problem um, at all. That's real. They out here. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, 
Next thing you know, along the East Coast, applying to schools in Florida, man, I'm going to go to Florida and go to school, man. But then I was like, damn, what if I need $20? I don't know nobody in Florida. Right. Started, you know, to do my research out, you know, here in New York, went upstate, really didn't feel it. I said, well, you know what? Let me try Long Island. The first visit I had was to LIU CW Post. And I was like, man, look at all this greenery. This is exactly what I want right here. Next thing you know, transfer student. Not even, you know, I had had credits enough to to transfer in. So, you know, I took advantage of my junior college. And, you know, I started as a quote-unquote freshman slash sophomore at 25 years old. And the rest is history. I mean, I was on campus living my best life. You know, everyone thinks, you know, because we look so young, it's just like, man, who is this? new kid on the block with all of this, you know, with all of this experience and all of this fame. I'm like, y'all have no idea what's to come. I'm here chilling while y'all preparing to go into the real world, man. I know what to expect. So, and that, that's my story when it comes to college. And I had an opportunity to meet your son, Kevin, span the second, you know, and I, and I'm thinking about it now, you know, I want to commend you. Um, I used to watch a heavy, avid, avid basketball fan. And I used to watch the games all the time. And I remember I had met you once and it was brief because I mean, you're Kevin Spann, you know, senior, you know what I mean? Like point guard, your son is a point guard on the team. And I remember you and your wife always, you know, you would come to the games and I said, damn, man, that's so cool. You know, to see your, your, your pops in the stands while, you know, you're out there doing your thing on the basketball court. So, I always would, I was a lot of respect for you when it came to that. And, you know, me coming from a single parent home, it's like, wow, you know, that really does happen out here. So good on you, man. Respect to that. You know, no, respect man. To you. let me, let me take a timeout. We talking basketball. So I'm going to take one of my timeouts <laughs> and I'm going to dial back because you said something powerful that people need to hear. You said that you were a 25 year old freshman. That's something 100%. that people need to know because right now, uh, we're speaking. It's July 9th, 2020. We just went through um, the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. Uh, people are hitting the reset button. Uh, a lot of people, whatever career they had up until March of this year, that career may not be there. Or they've had four months to think about what am I going right. to do next? And somebody, there's a 25-year-old out there, there's a 35-year-old, 45, 50-year-old that thinks that they're too old to make the next move. And you just proved them wrong. You said you were a 25 year old freshman that's on right. campus. That's that's, that's right. much respect. That's that's a big I appreciate move. that. Somebody appreciate needs that. to know that. Somebody needs to follow needs to follow your lead to um to go out there. And um, I'm not going to ask you what you majored in because that's secondary. One of the things I know you did, you really use college for what it's about to build relationships. With people, you you aren't actually there. You know the classes are the classes, um, but you build relationships with people, and one of those people that you build a relationship is your business partner today. Talk to me about That's that. Right. Talk to me about. Uh, tell me about Zach. Tell me how you <laughs> met him, and then we'll yeah. talk about Team Share after that. Zach and I were RAs on campus, so when I mean, you know, I used my platform again. You know, I was already. I was already a seasoned adult, not a seasoned, I still had, a, still, I'm still wet behind the ears, but I'm, you know, <laughs> I was, I was already seasoned enough to understand what the real world had to offer. So I knew I put myself in that position. So yes, you make a good point. It's never too late to learn new things during this pandemic. 
I made it my business to learn new things. Like, you know, my boy Zach speaking on it, he's a digital arts major. And I have no problems talking about what I majored in, public relations. So I said, you know, brother, I need to learn something new. So we went through the whole Photoshop gamut because in my profession, it's important. Marketing is important. So, you know, during this pandemic, I took, a, I took the opportunity to learn how to use, you know, Microsoft Office with Photoshop, uh, you know, using that to, you know, use different CRMs and integrate a lot of what you learn into the business that I have now. But uh, my boy, Zach, is, is uh, I've known him since, you know, freshman year. We were both RAs on campus together, uh, live on campus. You know, they, they paid for that. So, you know, I took advantage of that. Me and my boy, you know, we just young, young dudes, you know, and little did we know that after we graduated in 08, that, you know, we would still have this relationship past college where we would still be on the same fantasy football teams. Mind you, I was living in the city at the time, so I would travel out to Long Island and I used to tell myself, damn, you know, Zach lives mad far. I got people that would have... <laughs> That's about an hour drive, you know. That's nice. exit sixty. Yeah, that's exit sixty-two, man. I'm in, I'm uptown. Like, jeez, I got the I got the travel. So it it was never really a problem because you know, as much as I, you know, was born and raised in the city, I loved I loved the outdoors. I loved you know the whole suburban lifestyle. It was something that I really wanted to come full circle after graduation, and and plant my roots out here. I knew this is where I wanted to be. I didn't care where it was. I knew Long Island is where I wanted to be. So. It just so happens that I was out in Suffolk. I ended up in Suffolk, but you know, shout out to everybody in Nassau. No, no right, disrespect. That's right. I'm born and raised in Suffolk County, so there no, you go. no shame with Suffolk and a lot of love yeah. to Nassau County, to Nassau County as well. So you and Zach, you graduate together in 08, and a funny story. Correct. I'm gonna segue a little bit. My son graduated in 09, and I remember okay. him telling me. He said, uh, "Dad, we just went to a career day." And mm-hmm. uh, everybody's graduating at the time. The economy is crashing. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, they said, we have nothing for you. So you might Correct. as well get a master's or just good luck. Correct. You know, after Correct. all of that time in, cl- in college, that was pretty much it. So you graduated in 08. What happens next? What's the first thing you get into? Um, believe it or not, it had nothing to do with what I'm doing now. I was working for Cornell Medical College because there were no jobs. Right. So as an office manager for a substance abuse treatment facility with a dual diagnosis program. So I used to work with people that had mental illness and substance abuse. It was the only place that was hiring. Lucky enough, my, my uncle, he was like a manager somewhere. So I said, listen, ain't no shame in my game. I need a job after, exactly. I, you know, after I graduate. So, you know, I took it and I was there literally for 10 years. But, you know, while I appreciated being employed, I couldn't tell you how toxic that environment was. And it wasn't because of the, the, the clients. It was because the people that were working there was, there was this one brother that, that I really got along with. His name was Messiah. And me and him were tight, you know, two only colored people in, in, in the whole office, but that was my man, you know? Okay. So, you know, we were real tight and, you know, we would stick together. We would laugh, we would joke, you know, vibe the way we're supposed to vibe, knowing that the area that we worked around was extremely toxic, but we wouldn't let it get the best of us because, at the end of the day, we have families to feed. So, you know, I uh, stood there for 10 years. And, yeah, man, one day I decided to call it quits. Decided to start my business, you know. That's a, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. How did you get into real estate? Uh, I, was doing, I was doing real estate part-time 
while I was working at Cornell Medical College, uh, my boy Zach, who was already, you know, in it, doing it. And this is, this is, this dude, you know, he had already, you know, had his master's in graphic design from NYU. And, you know, he, he put me on, he was like, yo, Los, you know what I mean? Like, why are we wasting our time? We know we have it. Why don't we just do it? And lo and behold, he talked me into he, he talked me into it like he talked me into buying a house out and stuff. Zach is really good at what he does. Nice. And that's my man. That's my man, 100 grand. Like, I got a lot of love for him, you know. And he talked me into it. I said, all right, cool. Let's do it. So, you know, one day in August, I, I gave my, I gave him a, I didn't even give him two weeks notice. I gave him a four-week notice. And, you know, again, being that toxic environment that it was, my boss was sour. He was just like, damn. You know, didn't, you didn't wish me well, didn't do, like, he was just really mad about it. And I'm just like, you know, okay, I'm not going to let you really, you know, you're not going to defeat me. Of course. Keep it pushing. So that's exactly what I did. So um, the part-time money started making more than the full-time money. So that's easy math right there. You know, so then I took it in stride and, you know, I, I applied everything I had. And, you know, three and a half years later, I am where I am now. I'm extremely blessed, but I work extremely hard. That, that's another, I got to take another timeout. How many timeouts I got left? This timeout number two. Um, and the you story got, what, that six, you, you told. Six, six, seven, six, seven. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I, love, I love that story, Los, because um, I, I talk to a lot of people that want to go into business. They want to jump all the way into the water. 100%. I always 100%. tell them, get your, you know, put your feet in water first. Get wet. Deserve. Get your Deserve. license. Get some experience. Test yourself. See if you're going to be comfortable doing what you're doing. Now, before I started my own agency in 07, I worked on the inside of Allstate for, for 20 years. Okay. When I started thinking about it heavy, and like year 15, I said, Kev, you want to make this move. But one of the things that I knew a lot of people that did what I did, they were all people like you. They had great people skills. They could talk to anybody, no matter their background, whatever it was. They had a conversation. So I used to practice making conversations with strangers all the time. Speak to everybody. Can I engage them? Can I make them laugh? Can I do this? And then slowly you build your confidence and then you make your move when it's time. So your, your path, that's like the second powerful thing that you shared that's going to help somebody else that needs to hear that. You just take your time. Right now, again, we talked about the college. That change, that career change is something that a lot of people are going to think about. When you yes, look sir. at what's going on in uh, – this environment, you're looking at, um, congratulations to real estate. You guys reopened a few weeks ago as we got in the phase two on Long Island. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm reopened. We have a few more steps before we get fully reopened. But a lot of people don't know it. They're working. They have great jobs for big companies. Their company really hasn't come to them yet to say, we're not going to be there. This this opportunity Correct. you had, what you was catalog for the next 10 to 15 years is not going to be there. So there's going to need to be a change. And people that are thinking about change, they need to hear the process and they need to do solid things. And um, I think Correct. owning your own business, owning your own house, what you do, I think that's just a part of the American dream. So what, what I like about um, everything that you shared with me from you growing up uptown, you're coming to Long Island for school, you're getting a bug for Long Island. Uh, Zach oh, yeah. puts you on, invites you, you, you buy out here in Suffolk County. Um, no I think with everything that we just went through, as we come out of it, I think there's going to be a mass exodus from the city and people looking to make the same move. So certainly you're somebody that they can talk to about it. 100%. 100%. I mean, we're going to be moving in droves. It's, it's already happening. Okay. Uh, 
today, you know, and again, I, I love what I do. It's not work for me. You know, it's not work when you love what you do. I get up every morning. Sometimes I need to, I have to, I have to literally look at myself and tell me, I, I need to tell myself I need to separate because I'm so addicted to what I do. I love what I do. And, you know, and, I, and again, I love my wife, but my wife is like, you got, to, you got to put it down tonight, baby. You know, we got to, we got to go hang. I'm, okay, cool. I got you. Yes. But, you know, it's, um, if you can't wake up, and I'm, I'm not a coach, and you hear these motivational speakers, I hear them all the time, and I'm not a really big fan of motivational speakers. If you can't motivate yourself to wake up and go get it, man, you need to go back to sleep because, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be stuck at the same you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Misery loves company. So I try to, you know, I really try to stay away from that. And I try to stay, you know, as, you know, when it comes to my business and, you know, the way I, the way I handle my business. So yes, as far as the mass exodus from the city, that is what's happening right now. I was on, I was listening to a, a show that you had with a, with a brother that was a, a police officer yes. and uh, Ken Williams. He served in the army. Yes. And he made, he made a really good point. You know, he, you can, you can put somebody anywhere. If you have it, you have it. Yes. You know, you just going you're going to figure out a way to get it. There's no way for us as people to be, to be stagnant and, and wait for it to come to you. Like, man, go out and get it. There's, there's no reason for you to sit there not doing anything. So that's what I'm, that's the kind of mentality I'm on right now. So I, you know, no disrespect to people that, you know, sit down and work the nine to fives, but you know, you put me in the jungle, I'm coming out with a chinchilla. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you're going to come, you're going to come out weird and you're going to be, you're going to be walking out. But that's, 100%. that's the, that's the beauty of it. Um, it takes everybody. It takes everybody that does everything to make it work. You know, God bless everybody and everything that they do, but your, yes, your passion is, uh, is contagious. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's have a, just a little bit of fun. All right, let's switch it up from, sure. from the business to straight fun. If you had to pick one song that was the theme of your life, what's the name of that song? Damn, Kev, that's a, that's a tough one, brother. You should have prepared me for that one. Nah, um, man. I gotta let the people see you think. This is, this is, this is all real. There's a, uh, there's a song. I don't know if you remember this rapper. His name is Cool G Rap. Oh, oh, come on, man. Stop that. Of course. <laughs> you, might, you, might, you, might be too, you might be too young for that. No, come on, man. Stop that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a rapper called Cool G Rap. It's called The Road to the Riches. Oh, my goodness. If you ever get a chance, if you haven't heard it in a while, please, sir, put, put pump, man. <laughs> Cool, cool Rap, just so you know day. who he is and where he stands with me. Um, I got a couple of years on you, but Cool G Rap um, has always <laughs> been from that time my second favorite rapper to Rakim. Uh, Rakim okay. is born and raised from where I'm from, so yes, he's going to be number one for me forever. Number that's one, not, uh, number one in my book too. That that's not business. And Cool G Rap has always been that next guy. And Road to okay. Riches is a hard hitting song. Hard, um, super hard. Coogee Rap doesn't get the credit for being uh, probably the first rapper in my mind for rapping that fast before anybody else did it. Coogee Rap 100%. was spitting it real, real fast. So I, I like that theme song, and I like that you gave it some some thought, and that's the one. So 
So that's that's the cut. I like that, man. That's that's as real as that's as real as yeah, it. Uh, that's as real as it get. All right, I'm gonna throw you off again. Next right question. Good, good. I'm ready. I'm ready. This has been a crazy year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, start off with one set of plans, and then um, I like to say the world came to the end, and we had to adjust to it. What's 100%. been your favorite? What's been your favorite memory of this year? And I, I mean, call me a sap. You could call me a sucker. You could call me a sap. You could call me whatever it is that you want to call me after I'm going to say this. Okay. Call me whatever. I, I'll take it. I'll eat it. <laughs> Spending time with my wife during COVID. I can't tell you how it has brought us together. I mean, you know, people, and it's so funny because I was having a conversation with one of my mans the other day. And we were laughing, you know, we like to joke a lot. And we were like, damn, you know, whatever happened to all the posts that you would see online about, oh, she's number one, and this is the one of my life, man. You don't see that after COVID. I'm going to tell nah, you that right now. Nah, but <laughs> you nah. don't see none of that. But I think the, um, the focus on our relationship has grown, strong, has grown stronger. Um, you know, like, like, any, like any married couple, you know, my guess is, you know, we all get on each other's nerves, man. But COVID brought us stronger together. We, we, there's a lot that happened during COVID, um, you know, that I, that I'll talk to you about, you know, seven months from now, got you know, you. so. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So, um, it has brought us closer together. I love my wife and, um, you know, that is what I could, that's the best thing I could take away from COVID. I tell you what, you just gave the people another reason to know you a little bit better and to like you because COVID <laughs> will test, test your marriage. I've been at this marriage 100%. game for, for 34 years, but I promise you in the last four months, we spent more time together than we yes. ever did. It was like, yes, holy sir. cow. But, yes, sir. But the beauty is, um, literally, you call me corny, sucking all those things too if you want to. <laughs> but when you, when you marry your friend and you yeah. can kick it with them, that's and right. you could just watch old shows, Law and Order is oh, yeah. our thing. Or yeah. if you could catch on to, to Netflix or one of the mm-hmm. series, um, you definitely could, could get along. So let's, uh, oh, yeah. let's talk Netflix. What you watching? What haven't I watched? Netflix sent me a message that Netflix finished. <laughs> <laughs> sent me a letter that message. You have reached your, you have reached the limits of Netflix, bro. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, we watch, we watch everything. It's not, you know, we, uh, there's nothing that we don't watch. Uh, there's certain things that she watches that I really don't get down with, but you know, I, at the same time, you know, we collectively, you know, we were big Ozark fans. I know that's, that's not oh, on Netflix. Man, that's, is it? That's, that's on serious. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is, uh, Ozark is Netflix. Uh, we watch Ozark. We watch, uh, a few other things. I can't really think off the top of my head. Um, I know Ozark was one of them. We just caught this uh, one show called Messiah. Messiah was tough. Okay, um, I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah, check that one out. I think you'd enjoy that. Um, yeah, and that's that's really it off the top of my head. You know, nah, other than that, that, we we've been watching a lot of news, man. It's um, you know, every we like to keep we like to keep up with what's going on in the world. Right. You know, as much as you know, we're going through a social change right now, a warranted social change. Uh, I think that, you know, we've just been keeping up with, you know, the progressions of, of that and the whole movement. So it's, it's, it's a balancing act. Um, mm-hmm. Netflix helped me balance and offset the news. We have to be aware mm. of what's going on around us. 
But at 100%. the same time, um, it's real important to do what we're doing right now, which is just to wind down, which is why I started it, because I'm an ultra type A personality. Um, I work I work 24-7 if I could, because I love what I do, just like you. Love that. Love that. But um, once COVID hit, and we all had to quarantine, and we took it real, real serious, my question was, what am I going to do with, our time, with my time? I'm a master networker. Right. I love making friends with strangers, shaking 100%. hands, kissing babies, meeting people. And all <laughs> that for a time period was dead. So um, yeah. really, um, I started this podcast so I could wind down and I can ask other people how to wind down. So uh, listening to you, how hard you're grinding, how do you wind down at the end of the day? Uh, you know, we call it, me and my wife, we call it our happy place. Okay. Um, when I get home and it, again, I need to, I need to be disciplined when it comes to winding down. And I think, you know what I'm saying? Like in order to detach, yes, I need to be, those are my disciplines. Like I need to, I need to focus on what's happening in my household, you know, because I can get so caught up in what I love to do that, you know, my wife had a tough day and I'm not there to console her or not speak to her. In, you know, in the manner where it's like, you know, where, where it seems like I'm really concerned and genuinely interested. So, yes, my wind down is our happy place where, you know, we got a, we got a sectional. It's my starter home. So, you know, next year we're going to be looking to purchase a new home. Okay. So uh, we'll have more space. But our space right now is the sectional in front of, you know, our television in the living room. So, you know, she gets her spot. I get my spot. We sit down and we just vegetate, you know, talk shop. And, you know, see what's on Netflix, see what's on the news until it's time to go upstairs and go to sleep. And that's how I, that's how I wind down. That, that's a beautiful thing, man. And people don't understand that is as good as it gets because nothing, when you get into that space, there's nothing else going on. And I yes, like sir. the fact that you call it your happy place. I got, I got to steal that for you. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's switch subjects. Let's talk a little bit uh, of sports. Um, what's your okay. favorite sport? Uh, I'm a football fanatic. I'm, I got, hold on, before I even start there, I'm a retired Nick fan. So I'm, I'm going to put that out. <laughs> start with that. I'm a retired Nick fan. Um, I think you know what era I'm talking about. Of course, the 90s, no hasn't, question. Hasn't been the same since. Okay. So I'm a retired Nick fan. I usually go, I, I go to meetings. I go to therapy for other retired Nick fans. We talk, <laughs> we talk Is there a support the, group I need to join? The support, Is there a support brother, group? Man, we are there for each other, you know. If I see Charles Smith on the street, I might have some words. Uh, you know, if I see Pat on the street, I'm going to teach him what a, what a dunk oh is. Oh, my God. Not a, not a layup, you know, but that's okay. You know, we, we go through that. And um, I would have to say my, my bread and butter is, is the NFL. I love, I love football. I love football. I love the physicality of football. I love the, the, um, the strategy of football. Um, I love everything, the way football is played by the numbers. So it's not just... I'm gonna turn on the television, man. I'm, I'm keeping stats. I'm nice. watching numbers. You know that that that's what it is for me. So, favorite favorite team, favorite NFL team, New York Giants. Okay, now that, 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 that's interesting. You say the Giants because I I, I know I, I know that you do a little bit of work with with the Jets. That's okay though. Um, yes, I do. Now, New, Giants is Giants is good. I I like the Jets better than Giants, but the Giants have won New York more champions, more championships 100%, 100%. lately. So I'm a New York sports fan first. 
I want to say retired Knicks fan because I am. I can't say I'm a basketball fan and still call myself a Knicks fan. Those two things don't go together. Gotcha. Um, but let's. I know. I know you like the Giants. But let's talk about the work you do with the Jets. Um, what I do is uh, I call. Obviously, you know, I'm I'm Afro Latino, so I have the. I speak Spanish, you know, and I speak English. So the translation between the two uh, actually put me in the position that I'm in now in 2007 as a sophomore or junior in college. Um, my degree or the, the degree I was going to, you know, graduate with gave me the opportunity to, you know, work with the New York Jets. This is when they were at Hofstra. Of course. So I knew somebody that worked field operations. One of my best friends, he lives in Texas now. His name is John Ruiz, and he worked field operations. That he knew this young brother that his name was Jared, Jared Winley. I'll never forget it. And you know, I came in for this interview, and you know, they call them GAs, graduate assistants. And, okay. Um, I guess I was one of the only GAs that came in like with a suit. Obviously, I'm 20. I'm at this at this point, I'm 26. So I knew what it was to go in for a formal interview. Yes. You dress for success. Yes. That it was always implanted to me. Even even my mom's, you know, like single parent home, she made it very clear. You dress for success. You want to be successful, you put a suit on. It doesn't Absolutely. matter if you're going no to question. you're going to you're going to wash dishes, man. You 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 approach it like a professional because then can't nobody take that away from you. Exactly. You know, this is my business. This isn't my personal life. So I went in. You know, they liked they liked what they heard, and it was so funny. It was a it was a brother. His name was Bruce Spate. He okay. he was coming from the Carolina Panthers at the time. So he sat me down. He said, listen, you know, I, we're, we're, we're developing this whole, you know, Los Jets in Espanol. I said, okay, cool. I'm with that. Let's go. What do I do? Where do I sign up? I just wanted to be a part of it. Of course. And he said, you know, I w I'm going to ask you a question. He said, what's your favorite football team? He said, don't lie. He said, don't lie. He said, don't lie and stay the Jets because you want the job. Because, of course, Instinctively, you're gonna be like, "Damn, I'm not yes. gonna shit on the Jets while I'm sitting right here." Like, I'm gonna tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna tell you what you want to hear. I'm like, "All right, cool." So I'm like, "You know what? I'm a Giants fan." Told him just like that, straight right. up. He was like, "Okay." Thank God I said that because he gave me a situation one year when he played against Carolina. The Giants had played against Carolina in 05. and he gave me a situation where Steve Smith ripped us up. He had maybe about 115 yards or maybe 120 or something like that, destroyed the Giants in, in, in passing yards and catching yards and in yards after carry. And I told him, I was like, well, that was the game that, you know, Steve Smith, you know, obliterated the entire secondary, went into it, whatever. He was like, okay, good. But the next time you answer that, I want you to answer it like this. Okay. And he told me how to answer. I said, okay, well, wow. you asking me to answer something like this. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, then there has to be a future in this position Yes. In order for me to be able to answer this again, he said, yeah, you good to go. Had I said the Jets, I wouldn't have known nothing. I would have been like, yeah, wow. Chad, Pennington. Chad Pennington. I don't know nothing about him. So, so, so let me ask you a question. For you to recall plays, mm -hmm. do you, are you one of these people with a ridiculous memory? If I bring up a game, you remember what I, happened? Absolutely not. My wife kills me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's selective memory. Okay, I'm a, I got you. I'm a, I got you. I'm a, I'm a man's man. It is only the things that affect my playbook. You know what I'm saying? I like, got no, you. 
it is it is selective memory. Um, I can't tell you what I wore yesterday. I can't tell you, I got you. what I had to eat three days ago. You know, but you. I can tell you when it comes to certain things like numbers and when those things translate, uh, sometimes I have to remember it because, you know, strategy, whatever. You know, it's like it's like a game of chess. You know what right. I mean? Right. You, so, you, you play yeah. a game and you, you play in a win. Carlos, 100%. Man, I, I, I'm having fun. We definitely got let the people get to know you a little bit. Um, yes, sir. Let, let's shift to Billy Business. Why okay. should people list their house with you? So, and again, you know, you do things differently. Everybody can tell you, oh, you can, I'm, I'm going to be the best agent in the world. Okay, well, what are you going to do for that? You know, so um, I remember starting out and my boy Zach told me never to do this, but I was like, you know what? I'm trying to get my feet wet. Uh, there are certain things that you do that you go above and beyond for certain clients, you know? Um, and I remember I got my first listing and this guy was an army vet and his leg was messed up. So I said, listen, you know, we gotta, we gotta spruce this place up. You know, he was like, listen, man, Carlos, I can't, all my savings are literally banked into this house. I have no extra money to spend. I said, okay, great. No problem. We need to, we need to fix this place up, man. We can't just, you know, we can't just sell this house the way it is. You want to make sure you get top dollar. Absolutely. Brother, when I, when I tell you I packed all my lawn equipment and I packed my shovels, man, I packed everything. I've mowed this man's lawn. I bought bags of mulch. I put some flowers in the, in the ground. Man, I went above and beyond. Little did, you, little did we know that that house sold for about 15K over. Um, and he never, he, the man was crying. And I was of like, course. wow, the, the power in, you know, what you can do for someone if you just go that extra mile. Remember, it's not just listing your house. You are attached to me at the hip. Of course. We are a business venture. We are partners. We're going to sell this together. We're both going to make some money together. And we are going to make sure that we get the most for what we have. So I don't see it as, you know, client relations. It is what are we going to be able to do to get your house sold uh, properly because we are business partners. So I don't work for you. You don't work for me. We are in this together. So I, I, love, um, I love that story. People see the fly <coughs> side of real estate. Oh, uh, everybody knows, anybody that study, studies money knows that real estate is the primary way to wealth within the country. Um, people like to post the fly pictures of being dressed up and showing 100%. the end of the game, but 100%. they don't post the pictures with the grind. They don't, they don't know what you have to do for that client <coughs> and that um, you just can't hang your head to say, um, the grass is not cut, so right. I'm not going to be able to do it. This doesn't project the right level of, of beauty. You spoke, um, you spoke volumes right there with, with the listing. So I think anybody that's listening to this can, can get that. Um, Absolutely. Even, saw, even, on the, even on the buyer side, the buyer listing, listing houses and buying houses are two separate animals. You know what I mean? You know, when you have a house that someone wants, the business is going to come to you. What are you going to do to make sure that you attract that business? But when you're on the buying side, you know, it's like a scavenger hunt. You know, you mm -hmm. got to work with the agent that you are. I mean, granted, shout out to a lot of full-time agents. I can't knock that. I mean, part-time agents because I can't, I, I was a part-time agent, but uh, I dedicated full-time hours. So I would always implore anyone to make sure that your agent knows what he's doing moving forward if you are on the buyer side. So very, very important. It's a beautiful thing. So let me give you a scenario. There's, there's somebody, God bless you, that's going to listen to this 
Um, sure. They're going to want to buy a house, but right now they're not in a good position for it. Their savings is not there. Their credit score right. is not there. Um, they want the house, but they're a little bit gun shy about getting into the conversation. What do you say to that person? I would tell that person to jump in with both feet and no socks on. Nice. Make sure, make sure that you jump in because, believe it or not, there's so many people that get caught up in the roadblocks, the systematic norms. And I'm glad you asked this question because this is, this is a great question. Um, people get caught up in the past systematic roadblocks that they put in for us, right? Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm going to tell you right now, Put on some put on some shoulder pads and a helmet because we're gonna run right through them. Nice. You know there is no there is no sense in thinking that no is going to be the answer. That is not how it works. It works, and people think, oh, credit, what I got in the bank. No, it's really right now. People are just trying to figure out your debt to income ratio, what your DTI is. Right. You know what you owe to what you make, and that's where it's important. You know if you make a certain amount of money, let's say somebody pulls in $65,000, $70,000 a month, a month, a year. <laughs> I wish, right? Nice. <laughs> a year and, you know, has, you know, not too much saved up and, you know, the credit is not great, but you want to own something, let's go own it. Because at the end of the day, these banks, the restrictions that they put in place are for people that have maybe a 400 credit score and their DTI is over let's say a 51, which technically you need to be under a 48 or a 49 when it comes to those numbers on what you owe to what you make. Credit is a thing of the past. Yes, everybody needs a decent amount of credit, but if I'm getting people houses with a 520 credit score, wow. I'm going to tell, tell you right now, there is no stopping us from owning a piece of the pie. Doesn't work like that anymore. Don't worry about your credit. You speak to your professional. Any any real estate professional is going to have somebody that they work with Vietnamese. Like it doesn't matter. Every day they speak to their banker, what's new, what's next. So, you know, they have people that they work with and I would tell anybody, don't worry about it. Speak to a professional, speak to a bank and make sure that you figure what your numbers are. Know your status, you know, and then, yeah. you know, move from there. Yeah, that's it. The days of roadblocks are over, man. It, 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 it's easy for us to come up now. So, Man, you, you said that beautifully because that, that conversation that people end with themselves inside their own head, telling 100%. themselves what they can't do as opposed to speaking to a professional like you that's going to help them understand what they can do. I 100%. think that says it all right there. I think that's a, a reason for people to engage in a conversation with you about yeah. what can I what can I do? Let's get over all of that old stuff that Correct. was holding you back and let's move Correct. forward to uh, getting a piece of equity, getting a piece of this thing we call the American dream, and let's own something. Because I think at the end of the day, that's what that's what it's all, all about. Um, there's a lot going on right now, a lot of conversations about equality, but my sure. focus is always on equity. Equity, equity, equity. Very equity important word. Equality every day of the week. And um, I'm supposed to ask questions on this, but people, Please focus on equity. Own whatever piece of this American dream you can get your hands yes, on to start with, and then go forward from uh, then go forward from there. Um, Lois, you have you have hit me with with so many things. Um, I was going through your <laughs> I, IG page, Carlos with Carwell, Carlos with Carwell. Jump on him if you're not if you're not following him right now. Um, yes, sir. 
most impressive thing was while a lot of people were shut down, you were still moving properties. 100%. Um, they had, again, you put me in the jungle, I'm coming out with a chinchilla. <laughs> You're not going to stop me. You know, if it's virtual, and it's so funny because we use, we use our, our sense of digital presence and revolutionize the game. We were doing virtual tours before people really knew what the hell virtual tours were. Okay. So people can literally look at a house from their computer and decide whether or not they really like it enough to put in an offer. I was selling homes for people that were looking at them homes on online. Like never step never step foot into the house at all. You know, you can they have they have programs and techniques on these uh, applications where you can measure the distance between the ceiling and the floor. And that'll tell you, okay, well, my, my sofa fits there. I like the way that looks. Okay, nice. cool. And I did well during COVID. And I was, I was blessed enough to do well, you know, during COVID. So I was, I, my hair was a little longer. You know, my bed was a little, my bed was a little fuller. But you, know, <laughs> but you got it we done. Did, we did all right. We did you all right. You got it done. Los, man, we, talk, we talked about the past. We talked about the present. Tell me, tell me about the future. What does the future hold for Carlos with Carwell? What should people be looking for, for you from you next? Um, first and foremost, I want to build my family. Okay. You know, I hope, hopefully, um, you know, I'm a big family person, family first. So, um, hopefully, you know, sometime soon we'll hit the pitter patter, little feet, Beautiful. you know, me and me and my ways, you know, we'll, you know, we'll do what we got to do and, uh, start our family. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. And as far as my business, my business, uh, you know, right now we are heavy hitters within our, you know, Coldwell Banker. Uh, branch, uh, pardon me, sorry about that. People riding quads out here. That's okay. uh, right now, yeah, right now we're, we do well at our Coldwell Banker branch, but you know, it's not going to be enough until you know we either own our own office or you know we branch out and you know do something else where we're in total control of our business. So, um, I'm not a control freak in the least, but. There's nothing like ownership. You won't, you won't get that until you own something. You know, you won't understand that until you have something that can't nobody take away from you. Like, you know, it, it's, it's a great feeling. Equity is a great word, man. If I could get that tatted on my back, I would. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you I know? love it. So let me ask you a question. As you envision growing your, your own, is Team Shear looking for agents, looking for people to join the team at this time? Hundred percent. Um, you know, we we exude excellence and we expect excellence. So, you know, if there's anybody that wants to do it correctly, because there are agencies that'll be like, Yeah, come on, you know, sell a couple houses here and there, but you are just a number as opposed to a person. So, um, as far as growth, as far as knowledge, as far as wisdom, as far as teaching, as far as the presence of putting you on the right way come on over. We're, we'll show you how it's done. I, I didn't think we said all that we could say. Is um, any question I didn't ask you, anything you want to share with the people before we, before we wrap it up? I got a real good question. And I really want you to be honest. You had it. And first and foremost, thank you for having me. Um, but I, I really thought long and hard of this question. And obviously, you know, we, we become familiar, you know, through um, my friendship with your son. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you can keep it real with me. This is a safe place. Of okay. <laughs> and I won't tell anybody. I got you. 
if you had an opportunity to play Kev one on one, who's gonna win? Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> well, just, well let, me, let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. I can. I'm. I'm gonna keep it a thousand with you. I could be Kev <laughs> until he was about nine years old. Mm. By the time okay. he was ten, he was okay. a problem. Wow. I, haven't, I haven't messed with him since he was 10 years old because <laughs> between 9 and 10, he got real serious about the game. Right, right. And he just took it to such, did, a, high, such a technical level that um, I could not mess with him all. So no shame in, no shame in that. <laughs> Kevin's my oldest of my three. My goal has always been for all of them to pass me, and they all did it um, early. So that's a great question, but right back at you. Um, Thoughts and prayers, all good things for you and your wife. And um, I want to be there today with those pitter-patter, those little feet. Man, yes, everybody. To, uh, hit you with everybody. shoulder pads and get you, so. Everybody. Shout out to your son. You told me he was in football as well, man. That's a good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it again. 6'2". What is it? 6'2". 6'3", 296. 6'3", 296. Working out all day, every day. Um, 16 years old, trying to do what he can do. Wow. Congratulations on that, good brother. That's a... You know, people would only strive for that. You know what I mean? And I and I respect that and I admire that and I, you know, I look forward to having that as well. That's not a problem. Well, let me close this out with a toast to you. Salud. Yes, toast my glass is empty. Misses, both, all glass, good both glasses is empty. Salud. <laughs> Salud, brother. This is Kevin Spann signing off from me to you. Wind down with Kev, episode six coming to a close with my guy, Carlos. Thank you for tuning in to Wind Down with Kev. You can find Kevin Spann, the insurance guru, on Facebook at AKS Insurance, Instagram at Kevin Spann underscore insurance guru, and on Twitter at Kevin Spann Guru. Have a topic you would like to discuss or a guest you would like to see on the show? Send Kevin an email at Kevin Spann at allstate.com.